My name is John Bradbury, and this is the Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. Welcome, everyone. This is episode number 13, Original Goodness. This is a good one. I love this subject. I think it's going to really help. Before we get into it, I just want to mention, we started last week with the opportunity to support the podcast through the link that is in the the show notes at the bottom Welcome everyone. This is episode 13, Original Goodness. Before we get started, I just want to remind anybody who hasn't listened to last week, there is a link in the show notes, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcast or however you're listening. It's not on YouTube, but it is in any of the audio podcasts. There's a link that you can support the podcast either through a one-time donation or a monthly reoccurring donation. And I just want to let you know that that's available to dedicate the kind of time that it that we need to research and pray and record and edit these. Uh, it's a significant amount of time. So if you want to invest in that, there's no pressure. I just want to let you know it's there. The podcast is free. It always will be free. We are here to help you understand your identity and your purpose and your calling and develop spiritual awareness so that you can fulfill that calling on the earth. All right. Original goodness. We're going all the way back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 1. And I, I love this title, Original Goodness. I actually heard it from somebody else. I can't remember who it was. But it, you know, it goes directly contradictory to the, the phrase original sin. Of course, I'm not, I'm not arguing with the concept of original sin. By we are talking about original goodness was before original sin. And we'll get to why that matters in just a second. But in Genesis chapter 1, we see that God created the heavens and the earth. And after each thing he created, first it was light. And then he actually gathered the waters together and made the dry land appear. And there was plants and animals and fish and birds and humans. After each day, he looked, he saw, he observed what he had created. And he said that it was good. Or he saw that it was good. He uh, observed that it was very good. I want that to sink in. It was very good. The way he made it, the design, 
inherent in creation, all of it, was good. Very good. That, now that word, it means a bunch of things. It means abundant. It means like valuable. It means pleasant. It means creative in a way or um, life-giving. It is the way God designed things to replenish themselves, to all work in unison, to function correctly, to be whole and healthy and interconnected. All these these kind of things, these words that we would associate with healing and wholeness and salvation and the things that we we sometimes reserve for heaven you know some, uh, a state of let's say perfection in the in eternity was all there at the beginning there was peace there were no problems at all there were no sickness there's no war no lack there's joy and love and this interconnected wholeness where every part of creation worked with every other part in perfect harmony. Now that is not heaven. That is the earth when God created it. What I want you to see today is that design, that original design is still in there. It's still built into the system. It's still built into the way God made you and me and everyone and the planet. It's still there. Before we get too deep into design, let's talk about original sin. Now, Adam and Eve walked with God. They talked with God. They fellowshiped with Him. They felt no fear. They didn't try to control their own lives. They had this harmony and fellowship with God and all of creation. They took responsibility without taking control. All the things that we've been talking about, they operated with humility and love and peace and joy and righteousness and creativity and abundance. And the earth actually was in relationship with them and like met them and offered no resistance. And when they believed the enemy, when, 
when the enemy said, can you really trust God? And Eve, and then later Adam, said, hmm, I don't know if I can trust God. What happened was not a break in the design of God. This sin is not a brokenness. It's a disconnection. I really want you to see this. It is a branch being cut off from a vine. There's nothing wrong with the vine. There's nothing wrong with the branch. They're just not connected to each other anymore. That's what sin is. That's what sin does. There is no brokenness in the branch or in the vine or in the design. There is a disconnection. The brokenness is just there is the branch broke off from the vine or cut off from the vine. Now, there's more than just us cut off from God, even though that is the main thing. We are made in God's image and his likeness. And there is supposed to be a causality uh, where spiritual things become natural things through this relationship between our spirit and God's spirit and the tangible, natural, physical world. That we're supposed to fellowship with him, take the revelation and grace that he gives us and manifest it or turn it into things. Turn it into relationships and creativity and businesses and projects. Turn it into responsibilities and, and beneficial acts of kindness, beneficial acts of, of leadership. All of these things where we work together for the common good. So when we send there was the default switch inside of us was set to disconnect instead of connection. That is original sin. The default switch inside of us felt, it feels like we're orphans. It feels like we're isolated. We feel confused. We feel misunderstood. We wonder who we are. There is a, a sense of a lack of identity, a lack of purpose, a lack of calling, a lack of connection, a lack of peace. Our default switch is set to lack or disconnect. Now that affected our relationship with God, but it also affected our relationship with the earth we were made from the earth, and there was a relationship there. There was a mutually beneficial relationship between the animals, the plants, the soil itself, the water, the air, and the people. We were, we were responsible for it, but it 
rose up to meet us in a way where it it easily multiplied our efforts just like it multiplied you know the tomato seed into just thousands of tomato seeds it multiplied our efforts our creativity our abundance there was a relationship and that got disconnected so we disconnected from god we disconnect from the earth and we disconnect from other people now that original setting of connection that adam and eve had we call that love god is love he is the the connection between all things he is the energy and the information that binds all things together he is the causality the origination of all things he is the purpose of all things he is the sustainer of all things he is that connection when we love we feel our connection to god we feel our connection to the earth and we feel our connection to each other in such a way that what is best for me is also best for the earth is also good for society and it's good for god himself it, it honors him it glorifies him that is love that feeling of connection so that when we do right or we apply god's righteousness when we manifest his righteousness or heaven comes to earth or however you want to say it that everybody wins there is a there is not a i don't have to take from another person in order to get because i am creative and abundant i can produce something that add value to the world that's the original setting and the sin is not a flaw in the design it is a disconnection when when a child gets separated from his parent there is not a flaw in the family there's not a brokenness in the parent or the child there is a disconnection if that child's 3 years old and it can't it doesn't have the maturity to function on its own it will suffer because of the disconnection the restoration of that child is not fixing something broken in the child it is reconnecting the child to the parent and i want you to see how original sin is not a flaw in the earth or in the, your human body or in the plants and animals or in god or in the plan or in the design there's no flaw 
original sin is that your default setting is ego or disconnected or unconscious. All of those meaning the same exact thing. That now, through the plan of God, you get to choose to connect. You're not automatically connected at birth. You get to choose to connect to God through Jesus, and it restores your relationship to the Father, to the earth, and to others, and brings harmony and peace and joy, and you live in the present moment with eternal life, or life that reproduces itself continually. An abundant state of life that is working according to the design and reproducing itself continually. Death is not a flaw in the design. It's a disconnect from it. It is a breaking down of the connection so that life can't reproduce itself. I hope this makes sense because this is critical to actually living life the way it was meant to live. It requires a certain humility, which my definition of humility is a little different than some others, but I just call it accepting the way things are. I love this definition of humility. It's accepting the way things are. Now that is accepting all circumstances just as they are because I can't change circumstances. I can only change myself. Now it doesn't mean I have to agree with all circumstances and think everybody's doing right. I have to accept them and then I can only change the world on my turn or in my response. We've used this analogy before, but tennis is a great analogy where when circumstances, when life is hitting the ball to me, I accept everything. When I am hitting the ball back to life, that's where I make changes. But humility is more than just accepting the circumstances. It is accepting other people. It is accepting your past. It is accepting the way you are, your makeup, your personality, your time in history, your parents, your origin, all of that. But what I'm going to talk about today is accepting God's design. Accepting God's design. The deeper I go into this, the more fascinated and amazed I am to discover that there is a design for everything. And when you tap into that design, when you do things the way they were designed to work, there is a 
very little effort or discipline or energy that needs to be expended because you're not fighting the way things are. You're not fighting the system. You're not fighting the design. You're cooperating with it. You're cooperating with it. And this is life-changing because we live in the modern world, in an industrial society, a post-industrial society, with capitalism and democracy and, and the Enlightenment ideals and industrialized agriculture and industrialized education systems and factories and a, and a bunch of stuff that I'm not calling good or bad, but it's been around long enough that my generation and my kids' generation grew up in it so that it it feels like the water. I love this analogy. If you're a fish and you were born in the water and you swim in the water your whole life, the your subconscious programming so gets used to the water that you don't know you're in water because you have nothing else to compare it to. If you got pulled out of the water into the air or sat on the dry land, you would go, oh, this is different. The diversity of the the, the change would awaken your consciousness to the water when you go back into it. But if you never leave the water, you don't know you're in the water. And I'm using that analogy for your, your subconscious programming, the, the way your parents acted, the, the way your church taught, the, the society you grew up in, the country that you, you grew up in, the time in history, the technology you grew up with, the education, the, the popular books, the popular TV shows, all of the things. Um, the, the one that is really standing out to me in this last year is our agricultural system. And we are so used to the way we eat, it is water to us. We, when we try to get healthy... You know, if you're watching the video, I'm using air quotes, get healthy. What we think of is discipline. And we think of, uh, you know, losing weight as really hard work. We think of uh, eating right as being extremely disciplined because, you know, every grocery store is just jammed with processed foods. And we grew up eating, you know, meat and dairy and candy and breads and, and milk and all, you know, all of the things. All of these processed snacks, drinks, we're so used to it that it's the water. And we think that when we cut down on our, our soda, 
and we drink less of it now we're being healthy or we switch from from you know eating uh you know some kind of fast food hamburger to a deli sandwich that we're we're eating you know we're eating so much healthier and it requires so much discipline of us to say not eat ice cream or not eat pizza or give up your favorite soft drink for a, a time or or to not eat candy or dessert we're so used to it we're so drug addicted that we can't see the design we don't know that there is a design we think there is you know that being a body mass index of 30 which is about the average in the US is normal because 70% of the US are over of uh, US adults are overweight and this is becoming increasingly true in other nations as well we think it is normal because there has been a steady industrialization for the last 200 300 years of agriculture that we think that is the way it is supposed to be and that to change it doesn't mean to go back to the garden to change it means to tweak to you know to read the latest fad book and to and to hack the system and what we are implying is that there's something wrong with our body this is this is the heart of what i want to get at and I, this is not a health podcast just using this as an example because there's a design for everything but we we think there's something wrong with my body that needs to be hacked it needs to be disciplined it needs to be tamed it needs to be restrained it needs it needs accountability in order to force it to do good because i I'm, i'm hardwired to do bad and what i'm saying is that isn't true at all it isn't true at all your body is perfectly designed perfectly designed to function beautifully i mean so much better than a well-oiled machine perfectly beautifully we just have lost sight of the design now there is there is a design for everything there is a design for your body there is a design for your relationship with the earth there is a design for your relationship with other people family you know when we when we 
try to force, let's say, for example, you know, because of whatever reason, we have lost our, our sense of identity with our gender and we try to force our sexuality into a, a, a homosexual identity, we are, we're not doing something wrong in the sense of disobeying a law. We're, 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 folk, we're pushing against the design of God. So it's not that there's any, I don't like inherent shame in it. It's just that there's so much effort required to be at peace, to have joy, to have love and meaning and purpose. that we are in a constant state of stress trying to make it work. This, When we say sin, we're not talking about disobeying the rules like in the Old Testament. When I say sin, I'm talking about ignoring the design because of a disconnect. And there... There is a design for marriage. There is a design for business. There is a design for relationships. There is a design for all of these things. Our job is to humble ourselves, discover the design, and live accordingly. Now, this is impossible without the restored connection to God. We have to feel our connection. And this is what Jesus did that nobody can do. It's why he, he is the way, the truth, and the life. His death and resurrection provides a way. His giving us the Holy Spirit to live internally is the way. His, the, the way he lived and modeled for us is the way. The words he spoke is the way. The miracles and signs he did is the way. The identity that he took as I am only a connected son to the Father. I have no sense of self outside of him. That is the way, that I am-ness that he proclaimed several times. All of those things provide us the way to be reconnected to God. And then we can start discovering the design. Now, obviously, I don't know all of the design. I don't know everything. But I have been on a two or three year journey of discovering the design for my own body. And I live in an area in the southern part of the United States, in Tennessee, that is the worst chronic disease of any place in the world and any time in history. Now that sounds over overstated, but it's not. 
40% of children are obese, like over 75% of adults are overweight. You know, there is just high blood pressure, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, just obesity so much so that the the water, the normal, the stuff we're all swimming in, the society that we're all living in is so different than the design that when you talk about the design, everybody thinks you're insane <laughs> because it's so different. There is almost nothing in common with the way all of my friends eat than the, the verse in Genesis 1 that tells us what our food was by design. Now, I accidentally discovered this, or I think God led me to it, but I wasn't actively trying to find the design. I kind of stumbled into it a little bit out of time. But my friends, I had somebody I've, had, I've known for 15, 20 years, and they, they said last week, you know, my wife and I say that you're the most disciplined person that we've ever met. And I literally don't know how to respond to that because I don't put any effort into discipline, none. I don't feel disciplined at all. I feel like I'm doing exactly what I want to do and I have an energy for it and there's there's very little effort put into it. Now it doesn't mean I put no effort into anything. It just means I feel like I've in one area of my life I've found the design and I'm cooperating with it. What I want to challenge you to do is to question the water. Now, this is really hard. It's hard to even know that you're in the water. And again, when I say water, I mean the culture you're immersed in from birth. There's really only one way to question it, and that's diversity. It's getting out of the water so that you could see the water objectively from the outside, which means you're going to have to go to places that are very different than where you're at. You're going to have to listen to teachers and preachers and leaders who think very differently than the, the ones you're used to. You're going to have to try new things, read different books, listen to podcasts that are different, that, that maybe challenge you or irritate you. You're going to have to travel. You're going to have to purposely allow other people to challenge your beliefs, this is not easy. 
It's not easy. But this is what humility is. It's accepting the design, accepting that there is a design, and that if I'm facing, if I need discipline in my life, there's something wrong. Now, I'm not saying discipline is wrong. I'm saying if there's an area in your life where you continually require discipline for it to work, meaning you have to put a lot of effort into doing the right thing you you think is the right thing in order to get the results you want, and if you stop putting tremendous amount of effort, you fall back into uh, some kind of you know, inferior results. I want you to look at that area and question the water. Question the, uh, the culture you're immersed in. Because I believe, and just mostly from personal experience, that every time I have faced tremendous resistance or I've had to apply tremendous effort and it never fully worked that it wasn't something wrong with me or something wrong with the world it's that I was pushing against the design instead of cooperating with it I'll just give you a few examples like if you start a business and I'm not a business expert. I, I didn't grow up oh, in a business family. I'm just learning. I'm still at the very beginning of this. But I've, I've read and listened and noticed enough from my own experience that if you allow the marketplace to tell you what they want and then you sell them what they want, that business is relatively simple that if you just provide a way if you provide a way for uh, to meet somebody's need and give them what they want then they'll pay for it and it's a relatively simple exchange not a, there's effort but there's no beating your head against the wall. There's no like, there's no pulling your hair out. There's no so much resistance that it doesn't work. Now, I'm not saying there's no challenges in life, but most of those challenges are where we're challenging our, our, our current set of beliefs and ideas. We're, we're challenging the water. We're getting out of the we're the immersed culture that we're used to, and it feels very challenging because it feels very uncomfortable because it's so foreign, so different. And that does feel challenging, and it is challenging. But if you in business sell people what they want to buy, then they buy it.
Now there is there is a lot of research and effort into finding out what people want and to creating a great product and to learning all the skills. I, I'm not saying there's no effort. I'm saying when you t when you tap into the design, it works. You know, I use the analogy all the time about growing tomatoes in the shade. The design of the tomato loves full sun. Now it needs water, it needs good soil, it needs other things, but it likes warm sunshine most of the day. That's where it produces the most tomatoes. Now you can grow tomatoes in the shade, but they won't produce any tomatoes. They'll just be a small little nicely green plant. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're not broken. They're just out of alignment. The same way you can lose weight on any fad diet with enough discipline. But the amount of energy and effort and discipline required is enormous. I'm saying there is a way to do things that when you do marriage according to design, sure there's still challenges, but there isn't a tremendous amount of discipline and effort just to keep your head above water. There is, there is a symbiotic uh, exchange of life-giving resources. You know, think of it like Adam and the soil. He was responsible to watch over and tend the garden, but the garden helped him. There was no, there was no divide. And when Adam and Eve sinned, when they disconnected, there wasn't a brokenness in the garden or a brokenness in Adam. There was a disconnect between the two. And there was no longer that relationship the way it was supposed to be. This is how our bodies... It's, it's for me, the most obvious in the way our bodies are designed. Our bodies were meant to chew a bunch of raw, chewy vegetables and grains. Some, for a lot of our day, and that forms our mouth the way it's designed to form, and then our teeth don't go crooked and our airways stay open and we can breathe and then everything works together. Our intestines are designed to be host to billions of microbes and we're supposed to feed them all kind of fiber. And they exchange, in exchange, they break down our food and and put the vitamins and minerals into our blood system that we need. They keep us healthy. Just like a compost pile, 
Just like great soil, that's how our body is designed to work. When we try to live healthy or lose weight or do anything like that, by hacking some kind of system, what we're doing is we're saying, I will grow tomatoes in the shade. I will, by force of will, by extreme effort, by extreme discipline, go against the design and force it to work. And what you're saying when you do that is, I am going to go through a peak and a valley of tremendous effort and disappointment my entire life. Original goodness is the the concept that there is a way things work that is not up to us. We don't get to decide. There is a way things work that we get to discover. There's a way relationships work. There's a way our body works. There's a way business works. There's a way planting and growing things works. There is a way fitness works. There's a way relationships and church and and all of the things. Health and money, they all have a design. And if we will humble ourselves and discover them, that original goodness is still there. It's still intact. There's nothing broken about the world, and there's nothing broken about us as people. There is a disconnect. There is a disconnect. When we humble ourselves and we align ourselves with the design, It may take some time to discover it. It may take some trial and error and some research. But when we discover it, with the help of the Holy Spirit, He's very willing and able to help us, that up and down wave of, you know, trying really hard and then crashing down and burning and trying really hard and crashing down, that goes away. That tremendous energy and effort and discipline to try to make something work outside of the design, it goes away. And there is a, the connection is restored where you and other people and God and the earth itself are working together. There's a feeling of connection. There's actual mutual benefit I want you to just contemplate this. Think about the areas of your life. Think about ministry, about money, about health, about food, about exercise, about relationships, marriage, parenting. These are all God's ideas. Think about the environment. Think about gardening. Think about business church and government there is a there is a design for government for leadership that is not manipulative is not ego driven it's mutually beneficial to everyone involved
Our job is to discover that design, to believe in the original goodness, to let the Holy Spirit show us how things are made, how things are the purpose, and to align ourselves with them. Original goodness. God said, let there be light. And then he saw it was good. Let there be earth and the seas. It was good. Let there be plants. And it was good. Let there be animals. And it was good. Let there be human beings. Let there be you and me. And it was good. That's still there. That's still there. That goodness, that interconnected wholeness is still there. We don't need to try to manipulate it. We need to accept it, discover it, align ourselves with it. That is the, the purpose of your life. To find and discover. It says in the Bible, it is the glory of kings to discover a matter. Discover the original design for every year of your life and watch the fruitfulness just explode. All right, guys. God bless you guys. You have a great day. <laughs>